0: Welcome to the Women Inseparable Freedom Series with author and speaker Jacqueline Palmer. Here's Jacqueline. Freedom, freedom in Jesus Christ is so vast, so personal, and without any box. There is no box. There is no limit. There is no, there's no um, verbal description on the freedom found in Jesus Christ. That is the description of what that freedom looks like. And then it washes over each and every one of us right now. And that's what it looks like. So I guess if you want to describe, if somebody says, what does freedom in Christ look like? I guess the best way to describe it is, look at me. And if somebody asks you, can you please describe to me the freedom in Christ, what it looks like? You say, look at me. And each and every one of us, as daughters of the King, you are literally the description of what freedom of Christ looks like. It's beautiful. Isn't it beautiful? That's Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ, His blood washing us, freeing us from sin, and then God the Father saying, in your freedom, in your purity, in your cleanliness, I'm going to fill you on the inside with the Holy Spirit. So now your outside and your inside is free and full of the name and image of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. How do you describe freedom in Jesus Christ? You shake your head, you smile, you shrug, and you say, me. We're the image. We are the very image of what freedom looks like. Are we letting ourselves Live that first question. Second question. How, how do we live that? Look at this with the idea of Galatian, or with the idea of freedom washing over us with everything that we've studied so far in this beautiful journey. Galatians chapter five, Galatians chapter five, verse one, it starts off for freedom Galatians chapter five, verse one, it says, for freedom, Christ has set us free. Do you feel that? Do you see you for freedom? Christ has set you free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. If you have questions with that verse, review this study. If you haven't done the earlier studies, go back in the past videos and look at how to free yourself so you don't submit yourself again to that slavery. And then Paul continues and gives a beautiful dialogue. And I ask that we each take time in Galatians 5 and look over freedom. Look over grace. Look over this passage. But for us right now in this study, I want to look at verse 16. Galatians, I'm so excited about this. Galatians 5 16. He says, But I say, walk by the Spirit. And we all say, How? Hmm. But I say, Walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Does that sentence, that verse make a little bit more sense after our study we just did? Does that make a little bit more sense. It's easier. We see that and we think, how do I walk by the spirit? How do I not gratify the desires of our flesh? Well, we just did that in James 3. It says, for the desires of the flesh, and this all is going to just give you more and more strength for that last video, for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit. It's that war, the desires of the spirit are against the flesh, for these are opposed to each other. And the reason they're opposed to each other so they can keep you from doing the things that you want to do. What do you want to do? I want to do the good that I'm supposed to do right now. Do you see how scripture ties together so beautifully? I want to do good so I don't sin. Well, then Satan's going to give us a war within ourselves. Our flesh is going to create a war within ourselves. Our desires are going to create a war within ourselves for one purpose. To keep you from doing that good thing, where do you keep your eyes? That's the answer. Peter stepping out of the boat, where does he need to keep his eyes? On Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus, and that war will go away. And the more you practice that war to go away, the less it has effect in you. It's beautiful. It's almost like the Spirit of God is there to make it easier. Scripture says, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh, okay, in the last video, our personal challenge was to write a list of sins. I'm curious, A, if you did it. If you didn't, it's fine. It's a women-inseparable study. It's how we roll. But if you did, I'm curious if it matched this passage at all or if you thought of this passage as you wrote your list of sins here's what paul says and this is why there's a list because of these two words he says now the works of the flesh are evident it's easy to write a list of sins because it's what we see it's displayed sin is displayed idolatry sorcery enmity strife jealousy Bits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, which is jealousy that causes a reaction, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. We could put dot, dot, dot. These sins are all evident. So we know other people's sins. This is why we find it easy to talk about sin so much. Did you see... Can you believe that that's what they are doing? I would never. And we talk about sins that are evident. They're displayed. They're for all to see. Paul goes on and he says, I warn you, as I warned you before, he's like, I'm not saying anything new. This is a repeated lesson, Paul says, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And then he says, but the fruit of the spirit is. He didn't say the fruit of the spirit are evident. See the difference? He says that it is. It doesn't need to be displayed. But the fruit of the spirit is love. Not something displayed, not something evident. It is within us. But the fruit of the spirit in us is joy, peace, peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, stop. The list of evidential sins, dot, 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 dot. The fruit of the spirit, stop. The seed has already been planted in you the day you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The presence of the Holy spirit has already been implemented in you. The day you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior. It's in there. It's already there. It's not more. It's this Holy spirit full entirely in you waiting for that fruit for others to benefit from, but it's not something that we need to squeeze out of us or put on to display. Emulate me. As I emulate Christ. Pride, gone. This is the Holy Spirit doing the work, doing the presence in you as you are right now. And then it says in verse 24, and those do you see you, always look for you. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with the flesh is passion, and the flesh is desire. Oh, friend, how often do we look at ourselves and I'm wondering how many of us are thinking, but and we think about our in- internal sin, or our lack of peace, or our lack of joy, or our lack of self-control, or our lack of whatever it is? You're putting the Holy Spirit on your flesh. Does that make sense? And you're comparing that to like a sin. You're putting this into this, the member issue that's going on. Paul says that you, you who belong to Christ Jesus, crucified your flesh. You, we need to learn how to separate our flesh's desire and our flesh's display of the spirit of God from the spirit of God. When your flesh wants a passion, don't say these words. Oh, my mind is just sick. It just thinks this way. No, that's not. That's a sin. Remove that. It's gone. That's not you. That's your flesh. Separate that. You are crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, you live. Not I, but Christ that lives in me. That's Galatians 2.20. You are new in Christ. If that sin is still stamped on you, that's not you. That's flesh. Separate yourself from that. So you're not finding your identity in your flesh's desire. Does that make sense? That's not you. You are in Christ. You are a new creature. You are brand new. Every day of your life, you're brand new. That's amazing to me. That's amazing to me. Even if we forget that our flesh is different than our, our spirit in Christ Jesus, even if we forget, even if we fail, even if we're human, even if whatever that sentence, we are brand new. Always. Don't give that flesh credit. Don't give that desire your identity. Your identity is Jesus Christ. It's not that desire. Does that make sense? Separate that. You in your in your believing in Jesus Christ and his resurrection, at that moment when you have stood there and you have followed him in baptism, you will have identified yourself in Christ Jesus, his death, his burial. And when you came back up from that water, You are identified in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You are brand new. He says, you have crucified your flesh with its passions, with its desires. And then there's this, and here is how we do it. This is exactly how we do it. Look at this verse, verse 25. If we live by the spirit, if we do this, let us also keep in step with the spirit. How do we live in the spirit? How do we, verse 17 or verse 16, walk by the spirit and you will not desire or gratify the desires of your flesh. How do you do this? You look at where you are, as you are where you are right now, and you see the Holy Spirit, right? Picture him next to you. We know he's completely in us, which is, amazing and beautiful picture him right next to you like attached to your side like peter pan's shadow like there it's you inseparable holy spirit there and observe where you are with the holy spirit just observe that take that as a personal challenge spend some time right there see what that that step that rock that you're standing on what does that look like and then say thank you don't think well it's not enough rude that's telling the Holy Spirit, it's rude. Don't be rude to the Holy Spirit. Be thankful for her, for how you see him, for what you are evidently noticing. This is what we've done so far. Spend some time with the Holy Spirit. See where you are. And then this verse says this. If we live by the Spirit, if everything that we talked about in the last video and everything we're talking about in this section of scripture. If we live by the spirit today, right now, not the future, not tomorrow, right now, we want to live right now in the spirit, keep in step with the spirit. So if right now you're for the very first time noticing, okay, it's not just me, it's me in the spirit. I want to know what that looks like. I want to really see it. Then stay right there. Stay right there. Because once you see it fully, then you know the spirit's moving. The spirit just took a step. And I'm going to take a. St- you're moving. I feel like I need to stand up and move this. The Spirit takes a step, so you take a step. You're in step with the Spirit, and then He stops, and you step there, and you can look back and say, "Oh, I see the movement of that step," and you stay right there with the Holy Spirit, and you're so focused right there, kind of like when you train a dog. Have you ever trained a dog? Not the number one dog person in the world. I'm not, but I do have an amazing little dog is a pointer when i was taught to train him you keep him next to your side with mean, the little, little um, chain around his neck and i had to teach him that when i take a step you move if i stop you stop if i walk for a minute straight you walk next to me for a minute stop as soon as i stop you stop that was the game i had to teach an animal this to this day if I have the right thing, the right, and if I've got his, if I'm training well and he's doing this thing, he watches my feet as I'm walking. When I stop, he waits and his tail wags. He likes when I throw rocks for him. My pointer chases rocks. You know, makes sense. So he'll watch my feet waiting for me to throw a rock. He knows my movements. He knows me so well because he watches my feet at all times. This is what we want to do with the Holy Spirit. So closely, so in tune to his movement in you, not you wanting him to move. Sometimes we want to tell the Holy Spirit, you're not going fast enough. Sometimes we have to tell the Holy Spirit, well, do you see her over there? She and the Holy Spirit, they're doing cool things. That's rude. Don't do that. Sometimes we say, Holy Spirit, do you remember when you used to do this? That's rude. Don't do that. Sometimes we say, Holy Spirit, we got this going on. Do you guys see what we're doing over here? This is awesome. It's rude. Don't do that. It has nothing to do with you. It has to do with the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit moves, you move. When the Holy Spirit stops, you stop. When the Holy Spirit does a hard right curve to the right, you are watching him so closely that you are in step with the Holy Spirit. And you do not even notice what other people are doing. And if you do notice, it is with such joy because you know how joyful it is to be with the Spirit. That you see somebody else with the Spirit and you're like, congratulations. Good job. Well done. Oh, you're doing so good over there. Do that. I'm here. Gotta go. And you're back. Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? Do you see that freedom? You don't have to put the Holy Spirit on. You don't have to display the Holy Spirit. You don't have to do the Holy Spirit's work. Let him work. You, you stay in step with the Spirit. That's freedom. We're so glad you joined us today. If you need prayer or simply have questions, email us at womeninseparable@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can find more Women Inseparable Studies on various social media platforms.